encountering majesty. Change is what happens when we do this, encounter majesty. Paul knew it, Peter knew it, and Mr Beaver says so, and he should know. Aslan is a lion, the great lion. Ooh, said Susan, I thought he was a man. Is he quite safe? I shall feel rather nervous about meeting a lion. Safe? said Mr Beaver. Who says anything about safe? Of course he isn't safe, but he's good. He's the king, I tell you. You've recognised that, of course. C.S. Lewis, the lion, the witch and the wardrobe. He's the king, I tell you. If it's safety you're after, exit now. His majesty is good, very good, but there is no way he is safe. You always know where you are with him. You never know what he's going to do next. And for those of us who are control freaks, that poses a real problem. That's why we're so reluctant to make him lord of our lives, because it feels like letting go of control, which of course it is. No longer two lives to be lived but one, and the one knows where he's headed. Problem is, we haven't got a clue. He's got the map. Again, C.S. Lewis comes to our rescue in this extract from The Silver Chair. Jill is lost in a scary forest. She cries and cries and develops a terrible thirst. As she looks for water, she happens upon a stream and eagerly runs towards it. But then she notices a lion is lying beside it. She stops in her tracks. The lion, knowing she is thirsty, invites her to come and drink. May I, could I, uh, would you mind going away while I do, said Jill. The lion answered this only by a look and a very low growl. And as Jill gazed at its motionless bulk, she realised she might as well have asked the whole mountain to move aside for her convenience. The delicious rippling noise of the stream was driving her nearly frantic. Will you promise not to... Do anything to me if I come, said Jill. I make no promise, said the lion. Jill was so thirsty now that without noticing it, she'd come a step nearer. Do you eat girls, she said. I've swallowed up girls and boys, women and men, kings and emperors, cities and realms, said the lion. It didn't say this as if it were boasting, nor as if it were sorry or as if it were angry. It just said it. I daren't come and drink, said Jill. Then you will die of thirst, said the lion. Oh dear, said Jill, coming a step nearer. I suppose I must go and look for another stream then. There is no other stream, said the lion. C.S. Lewis puts these words into the mouth of Aslan, the Christ figure, as he talks to a frightened little girl. There is no other stream. Lord, where else can we go? You have the words of eternal life. He extracts from us in a time of war what we give him in a time of peace. Ever notice that? I make no promise, the lion said. Concerning what? The lion makes no promise that Jill will not suffer if she comes to drink. All our efforts at control are prompted by self-preservation. The cross doesn't take prisoners. It kills you. What we're doing here is softening you up for what is to come. Luke fourteen twenty five to 27 Leaving all to follow Christ. Now great multitudes went with him and he turned to them and said, If anyone comes to me and does not 
hate his father and mother, wife and children, brothers and sisters, and yes, his own life also, he cannot be my disciple. And whoever does not bear his cross and come after me cannot be my disciple. Death on the instalment plan.